Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. To episode... 16, I 16. think. 16. Is it? I don't know. I was coming to you for that answer. <laughs> I think it's 16. Don't know, but we are glad that you have turned on your cellular devices we and tuned us in to our podcast. Thank we you are for grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. Come and find us so About we can hit. have 42 followers soon. 300 downloads. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I like it. I like it. I have only positive feelings (laughs) about it. But anyway, we are grateful uh, to have this platform. Yeah. As small or big as it may be. Yeah. It is a gift. We are grateful. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to talk about today, Fa? I don't know. Uh, You got the book. You got the visions. Your answer is always the same. Yeah. It's like when someone asked you the other day, how are you doing? And you're like, good. And he's like, you're always, you always answer that way. Good. Who said that to me? Is that you? I don't know say his name. Oh. One of our friends. Oh, okay. Because we're like, ah, you've been going going through anything today, Fa? Or like, oh, any, anything you've now been, I anything, you're talking about. <laughs> he was like, what have you been working on this week? Or like, you know, what has God been, no, nah, I want to say that. What he actually said to you was like, um, what did he say to you? What was like. I don't. Remember. I don't know the right word for it. For some reason, like not what has God been telling you, but like, have you been going through something this week? And you're like, no, I'm good. And like, no, I did say something, something. like that. Did you did, something. you did, but you always answer the same though. You're like, ah, I'm okay. Because no. most of the times I don't have anything. It's true, but like I, and you know, I don't. I like that. I. I but you're steady. There, you're. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you're predictable. Yeah, anyway, which Thank is great. God. Thank, Thank God, God for all of us that you are. Thank God I don't have some like crazy struggle with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I often think about like, is there something that I need to know about myself that I don't know? You know what I mean? Mm, that's true. Maybe you're just unaware of something. Yeah. But I feel like. I was actually thinking about that a little today because I, or yesterday, I don't know. I was thinking about like you, you can't really search yourself or look at your own life and go this is wrong mm-hmm. or that's wrong unless it's like clearly wrong but I'm I'm thinking about small details that will make a difference in your life you know what I mean like yeah but like you you, you won't know it's wrong because that's your normal that's your baseline you know what I mean like you've right. always that's how you see the world through mm-hmm. your eyes and your own being you know what I mean so I'm like you need another person to come in and be like, hey, you know how you do that? Um, that's not really good. You should do this. And you're like, oh, man, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you know how David said, search me, God, or whatever. And- mm-hmm. No, it's so true because I was thinking about this. Even like, so say I go, <laughs> whenever my parents come here, right? right? And like, we live in this house. And so it's set up the way we like it. And we, we live in our house the way we live in our house, you right. know? And... Every time my mom comes, she'll like, okay, like the last time I think she was like, oh, hey, I moved your um, your spatulas next to the oven, like in the drawer next to the oven. Right. And I was like, oh, 
<laughs> I was going like half across the kitchen to get my spatula away from the oven. Yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I just, I hope you don't mind. I'm like, no, I don't mind. I was willing to walk like a half a mile to get to my spatula <laughs> so that I could flip my pancake. Yeah. You know, it's like, I didn't think about that. It wasn't in my line of vision. I didn't even consider yeah. the possibilities of something else until someone else came and was like, hey, that doesn't make any sense. Like, right. why don't you do it this way? Yeah. And the same thing, even when I go to my parents' house, I'm like, hey, how comes you have just like this hammer sitting on your kitchen table? That's not where hammers belong. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Just left it there and never picked it up. I know, <laughs> like, right? Let's put the hammer in the garage, you know? Things like I that. I wonder if your mom got to that realization late in life or someone told her. What? Or about the spatulas. Oh, my like, God. That You're they missing the be- point. That they should be here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's not the point, though. No, no, no. But that's what I, that's exactly what my point is. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know your behavior is bad, good? You know, it's different than other people's behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, should other people adopt what you're doing or sh- should you adopt what they're doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's where my question is. Or are we made to have our spatulas? halfway across the kitchen mm. and other people are made to have their spatula close to the oven. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I, I don't know. I I think it's always better to have the spatulas next to the oven unless there's some, yeah. you know, circumstance where that's not possible. But anyway, to say all that, I remember like I grew up with four older brothers and we were, I don't know how to describe this. Okay. So like my mom worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad worked on the farm and like did stuff like that. Like he would chop wood for like he had different jobs and like did a lot of different stuff. But a lot of times I'd find myself over my grandmother's. Like while my mom was working, my dad was watching me, but like he wasn't watching me. He like had my grandmother watch me. Yeah. And then he'd be doing stuff on the farm. Like he'd be like cutting wood or, you know, butchering deer or something you know something of that (laughs) nature yeah but it's like weird random memories i have in my mind what was he doing at that time that's what he was doing yeah but anyway um until i went to college so like i had older brothers and i was always a tomboy and um but like you know once i hit puberty and stuff like that i'm like you know what i want to look like a girl and act like a girl like i feel like that's appropriate (laughs) you know so i started like behaving and looking like a female you know yeah because I, I wanted to and it was like you get to that point where you're like you realize I'm like okay wait I don't it's actually gross to look like my brothers like I, I put to that point like around 12 years old yeah I was like uh, I don't want to look like a boy I like being a girl and I want to dress girl like like a girl now you know wear right, makeup right. and stuff so that was like a transition for me that <laughs> from tomboy to like just you know being an adolescent teenage girl so anyway to say that I dressed the as Pennsylvanians at that my age dressed like I looked like everyone yeah, at my yeah, high yeah. school. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? And to a, a lesser extent, because I was not a girly girl because I didn't know how, you know, like I had four older brothers and they would make fun of me yeah. if I even tried to look attractive or wear anything like a dress. They would make fun of me like yeah. 100%. Like I could mm. not. I had to hide my my love for like in sync backstreet boys like i was like a closeted (laughs) fan because if they found out i would be tortured relentlessly yeah so you know it was a lot of that was like kind of kept under wraps i could do only so much in order to survive 
anyway, right. so when I went to college, though, I was with girls my age and older, like all the time. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. So like I never like bothered to paint my nails or like wear certain kinds of makeup. But I started doing that like because yeah. I was with other girls who did that. And they were like, oh, you like, let's do your makeup and show you how to do makeup a different way. Yeah. And like they did that with me, you know, like. Yeah. So like as like I'm in that climate and that environment, I started to like I didn't know like that I could look a certain way or, or act a certain way until I was exposed to it, you know. Right. Until and you like to somebody to that. Um, this was like, what, 08 or 09? Yeah. There was social media out there, but we didn't have phones and we weren't glued oh, to Oh, yeah. Like, you don't, you didn't really know much beyond your, like, beyond your circle and stuff like it's that. It's true. You know what I mean? Um, I had MySpace, but it was limited to my com- desktop computer at yeah. home. And I yeah. wasn't on it a lot. I really yeah. just didn't, it, that was, I was Today's busy like doing so things. much easier because you could, even, like, being a homeowner, I, I don't know what I would do if, I don't know. What's something I fix lately? Like sheetrock. Yeah. I would not have figured it out if it wasn't for, you know, going online and looking at videos. And then I have to texture our ceiling. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks terrible to do. And you mm-hmm. have to be like artistic or whatever. Yeah. And I think it, what people just did is they went and they bought the popcorn spray and they just sprayed their ceiling cause, with the popcorn spray because that was easy. You know, mm-hmm. Do you know that, that was that's a spray that comes in a bottle? You just go, shh. And no. it's like. Yeah, I don't know so anything about that. Yeah, but you know, because of YouTube and stuff, I'm like, what's an easy way to texture your ceiling and you know, you don't have to be like some sort of artist or whatever, you don't yeah. have to plaster it. And the guy's just like, Oh, just take the mud and make it yeah. like consistent like with uh just, the batter of what's what's the thing I'm looking at? What's uh pancake batter. He's just uh-huh. like make kind of make pancake batter with the mud, mm-hmm. put it on the you know, a, a a roll and just roll it in your ceiling. I'm like, oh man, that's so easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you did that so easy. You could take one of those spatula things and just kind of like make Yeah, that's half what circles. I don't want to do. Oh. I don't want to do that okay. because that that's what's all over our house, right? Yeah. It's like there's some sort of pattern where I was like, I don't I'm like, I, I, I can't make that. Don't know why you're so concerned with it. I have not thought about it once. I know, but, you know, I do think about those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things like I made screens for some windows and, like, uh, so many things. Like the chicken coop, I would have never figured out how to make stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? The deck. The deck I'm really proud of. Like, where are... Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a really easy way to make a deck. Um, and it's so it's just so much easier today with all the information we have. Yeah. To live your life and well, just be better at stuff. Yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this because it actually somewhat goes in in line with what God showed me once. Um, Is that what you wanted to talk about? Sort of. I mean, you don't know what you don't know until someone exposes you to it. Yeah. It shows you. Yeah. Until you can see it for yourself. Like, you literally don't know. That's why people freaking need to go to you know, counselors and therapists is mm. because my, my train of thought, like I don't know anything beyond it. Like the, my thoughts and how I perceive, I need someone else to be like, Oh, I mean, I'm not saying I go to therapy and counseling, but I understand the need for it. And yeah. maybe we all should, I don't know, but like it's somebody else's like letting you be like, Hey, 
yes, that may be your perspective or your truth, but have you ever thought of it this way? Or have you ever thought maybe this happened because of this? Or like just introducing something new because you don't know what you don't know. And I, it's funny, like kind of this does kind of go along with what God showed me once. Um, I. Hang on. What? Before you get into all that. Okay. You know, I was thinking about today during the message was, you know how Saul was persecuting Christians and killing them? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think Saul, at that point of his life, let's say before he was participating in killing people, Mm -hmm. do you think he was saved? No. Why not? Because he didn't know Jesus. Yeah, but no one knew Jesus. You know what I mean? A little bit before Jesus died, Paul's going to synagogue or whatever, probably saved. Probably a dude that was saved, right? Because he was following God's commandments. He was like a Jew's Jew. Yeah, if he was like... You follow my logic? He was a Jew's Jew, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden comes this prophet whom he didn't know, mm-hmm. he didn't see. Mm-hmm. And then he says he sees the people splitting and going to a different way, mm-hmm. which is funny that it was called the way, right? Yeah. Christians don't call the way. Right. So he thinks, I got to go and do something about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because didn't the law say, because uh, the, the law of Moses teaches you to stone some people, right? Like if you're caught caught ad- adultery or whatever weren't you stoned and stuff yeah so that's his mindset he's not like some deranged person that was like i don't like these people i'm gonna kill them yeah. like he was following law yeah. to his best ability and then all of a sudden he has an encounter with jesus yes and then jesus is like hey you're persecuting me yep you know what i mean um let's yeah bear the hatchet mm-hmm. you need to know me right and then you know then you'll be persecuted for what you're doing or whatever. Yeah. So I was just thinking it was interesting because he, even though I was, because I've always thought, oh, it's a sin. You're going out there, you stoning people, you're killing. It's a sin. But he was just following what, you know. Just thought it was right. Yeah, he thought he was right. Yeah. And he didn't know that was a sin. He didn't, he didn't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was their religion. It was like everything he was taught up to that moment. And all of a sudden, it's not really even fair to judge Paul because there is before Christ and there's after Christ, right? There's a song. And, and, and he was Paul. right. Yeah. He was right in that middle where, you know, things completely changed. Like, hey, up until this moment in history, we, we did things one way. And now we're going to do it a different way. Yeah. But however, in his not defense, um, <laughs> he should have known. He should have known it was the Messiah. How? Someone that freaking studies all the prophets and no scripture like that. Yeah, but he I still was, didn't get it. Yeah. Like a lot of the Pharisees didn't, but some people yeah, were but like, oh my God, was, it's the I, Messiah. I, I kind of did mention that. Like, it, did Saul at any point meet Jesus? No, but, oh, well, I don't know. No. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, uh, he, he never well, saw I don't know. Do you think he saw Jesus preach? Do you think he, like, he never met Christ? You know what I mean? Like, so how could he? Well, neither think... did we, and we believe in him. I know. But we all had like a Saul moment in our lives where we're like, oh. A Damascus Road moment. Yeah, right. That's the way the Christians say it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so what's the point? The point is people think like Saul's this terrible person, but he was just doing what everybody does Mm -hmm. up until the encounter. You learned something new up until the moment that Christ reveals something to you. After blinding you. Yeah. 
Like we, yeah, that was a, yeah, it was such, it's funny to me that he was blinded after seeing, hearing, uh, yeah, yeah, about Christ mm-hmm. and not, you know, he's been blind before and now he sees, but he, in well, some he, sorts, some like sense he was blind and then yeah, he was able to see. Well, he needed mm-hmm. that healing miracle. Yeah. I think he needed like something really strong to strong dose of jesus yeah he needed something really he needed an experience he would never forget you know what i mean like Mm. i was in the road yeah a voice came to other people heard the voice too yeah he was blind you know what i mean yep yep and then Mm -hmm. jesus like go into the city yeah and then he tells somebody else to pray for him yeah it's such and no wonder paul no wonder paul wrote half the new testament like he had an experience with god like no one else did you know what i mean yeah yeah okay so it does go along with what i want to share half an hour later we'll get to the <laughs> point of all this <laughs> but um yeah no it's true now one thing so we talked about this and it's already in our prior episodes about like how fun i both were like spiritually asleep we talk about it all the time because that's like our freaking damascus road experience like not really though because we both encountered jesus prior to that but we were like blind and then like now we see stuff not even just talking about visions just in general like we were awake a better probably way to say it i, I don't know it's being blind like spiritually blind yeah. Will, willfully blind honestly like yeah just I, I've only now started having a revelation of scripture. I, I have been told scripture. I believe it, but I've never had revelation of it until now, until God has opened my eyes. Same. Yeah. You same. know, so it's like, oh my God, I've been a Christian my whole life and never knew um, anything about following Jesus, <laughs> right. you know, or what we're actually called to do yeah. or anything because I've, mm-hmm. I've just had head knowledge. I've just had understanding. I've just had, I believed it. I... You know, but I've never had a, a, an experience, an encounter, um, and a revelation of his word. So anyway, and his word is alive. So it's like, it's a it's a revelation that gives life and is life, you know. So it's like, I'm living a do, new life because I have revelation of the living word. But to say all that, what is an idol? I have. If you had asked me last year at this time, hey, Rachel, you have any idols? I'd be like, no, I worship Jesus. Right. I love Jesus. Uh, he is my God in whom I serve. I worship him. And um, I, I don't think I could even clearly tell you what an idol was. Just some, like a golden calf. I don't know. Be like, I don't have any golden calves in my room, so I'm yeah. good. You know, like yeah. I don't have any figurines. I'm awesome. Perfect. You know? Yeah. But like in my, and you don't know what you don't know. And that's kind of why like it actually fits with what we're talking about because you don't know until you know. Yeah. You know? And, um, I tell you what, once my eyes were open, oh yeah, turns out <laughs> I have quite a few idols <laughs> uh, yeah. and I didn't even know what they were. I didn't even know what an idol was, you know? Mm. And um, so anyway, to say all of that, I, we had one of our meetings uh, a while ago. Actually, I don't even know if it was a meeting. I, I, I was here, I was talking to somebody I know and um they were like really like i don't know like someone prayed for them or something i'm trying to remember the exact details of it but i can't really recall it 
all I know is how I felt after I didn't like how I felt. So it was like somebody else I know like was prayed for and like the person that was prophesying with them like, oh man, you're going to just do crazy things. You have a crazy call on your life, you know, this and that, blah, right. blah, blah. And you're going to do the things that I want to do, basically. Like everything that was prophesied over this person, I was like, I want to do those things, right. <laughs> you know? And I was kind of like, you know, you don't want to admit it, but when you get down to it, it was like a little, like a little jealous, but like, I want, right. I, but like, I want those, like, what if that person gets to the things that I want to do, you know, like all the dreams and aspirations that I have, what if that person gets to do them and I don't, and that was like, I didn't like that feeling and I knew that's wrong, you know, so I'm like, oh, I got to pray about this because I don't need to be jealous, you know, right. and so I'm praying about it. I'm like, geez, God, I, I don't want to feel like that. That's terrible. Like. What an awful way to respond to someone else's like beautiful word from you, you know, mm. to be jealous over it. Yeah. You know, so I was like praying about that. And I began to see this like my house and um, like I was in my house. The Holy Spirit was in the house like Jesus was in the house. And then I saw this like it looked like a, like a muddy monster. It looked like a like a, um, flesh monster is what it was it was just right. like it had like chunks of like dead meat on it and looked like it was muddy almost i don't know how to describe it it was just like this blob but it was a creature and it was alive and it had hands and face and it was right. moving through the walls of my house like it was in the walls and it came up through the floor and it was like moving along the floor like it was a part of the house mm. and it was this flesh monster and i was like whoa what what is that <laughs> and um and i saw it like like grab at my leg and like tried to pull on my leg. And so like if if you've listened to the prior episodes, you know about my prayer dog. This was like a German shepherd. That's yeah. my prayer. So what they look like to me. And I saw the dog like try to like grab it and bite it. And it was like throwing the dog around. And I saw like um also again, these are all references to other episodes. <laughs> but um like little puppies, like is when you're when your prayers mate with God's will, you have like little puppies. <laughs> right. But anyway, it's another another episode. I explain why I have that as my mind uh, thinks of answered prayers. But anyway, so these little puppies, it like took a puppy and like threw it against the wall, and I was like, oh my god, it won't like even my prayers aren't stopping it. What is this? You know. And um, I'm praying about it, and uh, finally I see me in the vision take out the sword of the spirit and I stab it and it dies. Right. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And um, I feel like the Holy Spirit was like, well, that's your jealousy. And I was like, why does it look like that? Like, what is happening? And he was like, jealousy is always the byproduct or the offspring of an idol. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And he was like, yeah, he was like, jealousy is always the fruit of an idol. I was like, okay, so like, what's my idol? And this person that had this awesome word also receives like lots of visions and stuff like that and like right. revelations. And and uh, through some prayer and like processing of this, like I started to realize that I was making my visions and my like revelations that I'm getting from God an idol. Like I was desiring the visions oh, right. yeah. and the revelations. And what I have learned 
about idols, um, I never really understood what an idol was. As I basically thought that an idol was like, oh, if you have another god and you like we worship another god or whatever, um, that's what an idol is. Yeah. But really, what it is is more simpler and easier than that, which is actually why idols are so dangerous because they're so prevalent. Yeah. Because we don't even know what they are, and what an idol actually is, and like this is like through God showing me through Scripture, like an idol is actually just something that you're putting your hope in. <laughs> Yeah. You're putting your hope and your expectation in that isn't God. And so um, if I'm putting my hope and my expectations in the visions and the revelations to give me some kind of satisfaction, I'm making even a godly revelation my idol because my hope and my expectation have to be in God alone. Like he has to be my only God. He has to be the only thing I'm putting my hope and my desire and my expectations in. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So like I'm praying about that. I'm like, God, forgive me. I don't want to make revelation and like receiving from you an idol. Like I don't want to make that into a thing. Right. So I'm praying about that. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, repenting. And um, so what I did see, like I started to pray, like, I'm like, God, you, like, I don't need I don't need another revelation from you. I don't need another vision, but I do need you. And I just, I just want to see, I just want to give you like my visions, you know, like you can have them. Like, I don't want to have to be like, that's something I can take for myself and like harbor, like some kind of pride in it or something. Cause I have visions, you know? And I'm like, if you like, I want to see things through you. And I was like, I I don't know. My prayer just kind of like naturally led to this place where like, God, I, I want to put all of, like my sight and my expectations, everything in you, Jesus. And like, I will give you my, my eyes, my, my mouth, everything a part of me, I'll just give to you and put it in you. And, um, so I was praying about that and like, I could see myself, um, like, like, what, oh, I know what I prayed. I said, I want to see through you. Like, I want to see through your lens. I want to see things the way you see them, Jesus. Like, I want to, you know, um, be dependent on you in that way. And so I like, right. I saw almost like, like my eyes, like I like took my eyes out. It was weird. And I like put them in Jesus heart. Like I could see this happening. Right. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So like, I want to see through Jesus heart. Like that's my resting place for my eyes. So like my vision comes from Jesus's heart and I'm praying about that. And I'm like, that's really cool. You know? And like whatever. Right. And then it's like, I don't, I don't have eyes. So like, I can't really go around anywhere on my own. So like, yeah. I have to be dependent on Jesus at the point. So he has to like lead me by the hand places, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. Amen. You know? Right. <laughs> and then I go and I go take a shower and in the shower, I'm like still kind of praying, but not really. And I'm thinking, and I just got this weird feeling. I'm like that. I love how bored you get. During I'm not bed. bored. You're I'm like, tired. He's always yawning over here when no, I'm talking. No, <laughs> I almost said something bad. Yeah. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I'm anyway, tired. all right. So I'm in the shower and I'm like, that seems weird. I kept seeing myself with no eyeballs, and I was like, that's creepy looking. I was like, that's so odd. Actually, I yeah. don't have eyes, but I kept seeing myself without eyes. Like, you just took my eyeballs, right? And I was like, is this right? Because I just had a feeling about it. I was like, this just didn't seem quite right, even though it sounded good at first, you know? And so after a while, I was like, is that right? Like, what's going on? And finally, I saw like almost two Jesuses, like the one that had my eyeballs and then like the real Jesus. 
And the real Jesus was like, um, I don't want to take your sight and I don't want to take your eyeballs, <laughs> you know? And then he's like, that's really like, that's not me, you know? Right. And I was like, what? I'm like, I'm so confused. And he was like, I don't need to take your eyeballs from you in order for you to have vision and see like, and I don't need to, you know, I don't need to like drag you around so that you can get to one place and then it's like, I don't actually want that kind of relationship with you. And I'm not asking you to sacrifice your eyeballs, you know? Yeah. And he was like, actually what I want you is to have your eyeballs and I want you to choose, um, to see the things I'm showing you. Um, he's like, I, it's kind of like if you go to like, he's like, I actually, I, I get a lot of joy from seeing things through your eyes. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, that seems backwards. And he was like, well, you ever take your kids to Disney World? And it's like, you're not going there. I mean, it's fun. But you really are taking your children to Disney World so that you can experience the wonder through their eyes. You know, it's like you're taking them there because it gives you joy because they're experiencing it. And he's like, I want to show you things so that you can experience joy and insight like never before. Not so that I can, um, you know, so not so that you can, you're forced to it, do it, but so that you choose to do it. He's like, real worship is when you have your own eyeballs and you choose to see things my way, not because wow. you have to. Yeah. And and he was like, real worship is when you choose to follow me, not when you're forced by me dragging you around because you have no other choice, not because you're so dependent because you have no other choice, but when you are actually independent, but you choose to be dependent. He's like, that's true worship. And I was like, oh, Okay. And I was like, well, what is this guy? Because I'm like pointing to the other Jesus that had my eyeballs. I was like, well, who is he? And he was like, he's like, it's like the vision. It's like, it's an idol. It's just something else that will take your sight. And he's like, one thing about idols is, is they always require more and more sacrifice. He's like, it's like never good enough. He's like, he'll, he'll take your eyes. He'll take your tongue. He'll take your hands. He'll take your feet until you have nothing else left. Because that's what idols do. They require sacrifice. He's like, but right. I am the sacrifice. Mm. Don't forget that I am the sacrifice. So you don't have to keep on sacrificing. I've already done that. Yeah. He's like, now I just want you to choose to be with me. Choose to walk with me. Choose to see things that I'm showing you. And, um, it's blew my mind so much when you tell me those things. Yeah. Yeah. It was so interesting. Because uh, as you go along in this sh- uh, ride with you, you're like, oh, how cute. You, you know, you give your eyes to Jesus. And <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait a second. That's kind of back- messed it's up. kind of weird. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't do that to your child. You know what I mean? Like, right. You want your child to have their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like we keep thinking that we have to like, oh, God, I'll lay down my look. You do have to like die to self and stuff. That's a whole nother thing. But um, like the sacrifice, the sacrifice, the sacrifice, like, you know, trying to prove your worth is not yeah. something we're required to do anymore. We're our, he's our, like we're already not worthy. We already know that. Yeah. But he has declared us worthy because he is the sacrifice. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So. Anyway, I was like, all right. So that Jesus was just like a false Jesus. It was like a perception, um, an idol, you know? And so I, later on, a little bit later, I saw myself kneeling and like praying. And that same Jesus was trying to scratch my eyes out, like the idol Jesus. Right. You know? 
And um, I was like, oh my God. And my eyes were like, like shut really like tightly so that he, it couldn't like scratch my eyes out. But I kept trying to scratch my eyes out <laughs> yeah. and trying to get to me. And um, I did see Jesus and um, I was like, what is going on? You know, um, like, why is this thing trying to claw from my eyes? Like, why is an idol trying to claw from my eyes? You know? Yeah. And um, I'm praying about that. And Jesus was like, you just need to pray that you're not deceived. Um, because the only power that an idol has over you is to make you look away. Whoa. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. But it led me into trying to figure out what exactly is an idol. Like for real. Like I understand like what an idol is. Yeah. But do we make idols? Does the enemy make idols? Uh, are there just, like, is it, what is it? Like, are you idols demons? Like, what, what, I didn't even, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. I never even asked God that before. Like, right. I never, I've never thought about idols, like, ever. And it's crazy because what I've learned is how, you know, we are not any different than the Israelites back in <laughs> yeah. the desert. Like, yeah. idols are everywhere. Like, in the Christian church, in the Christian lifestyle, in mm. Christendom, you know, there yeah. are idols and it's pretty prevalent and kind of scary. Like God's pretty serious about idols and we have them everywhere. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I asked God to explain idols to me. I, I didn't understand like the whole other vision completely, like the whole like clawing my eyes. Like I kind of got it, but didn't. But I'm like, again, I'm like, who? Who makes idols? Like, do we make idols? Do they originate from us? Does the enemy make idols? Are is the animal a, animal <laughs> is the enemy an idol? Like, what is it? You know, yeah. like where do they come from? This concept. And so, um, what I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying is like, uh, no, we we always make idols. Like people make idols. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but like, what is the role of the enemy in this? Um, and he was like, the enemy's role with you and idols is, is to always convince you that you need an idol. The enemy is always there to deceive you and to making you believe that you need to look away. Right. The enemy will tell you, oh, okay, but did God really say that? Or, you know, oh, Moses is gone. The presence of God is gone. Maybe we need to like think of other ways. He's gone. He's been gone for 15 minutes up the mountain. So maybe we should start <laughs> making ourselves some idols. Like it, the enemy is always there to convince us that we need to look away, that we need to have something else. We need to supplement yeah. with something else. Like God's not going to be it for us. So we need to do something else to provide our needs for. And so the enemy's role is to always make us think that we need to look to an idol in order to achieve something. Right. Um, in order to gain something in, in some way or shape or form. Yeah. That was a big one for me, um, that you, that the enemy wants you to look away and look at something else, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the whole point of an idol, is to take your eyes off Jesus, and that's when I started to learn that I had plenty of idols, you know what I mean, like I had plenty of things in my life that were distracting me, Yeah, just from, you know, being with God being the presence of God. Um, we talked about this before. Like the phone was a big one. Mm-hmm. Like just so many things. You know what I mean? Like we make so many excuses not to be with God and things just get in the way. And all of a sudden it's an idol. You know what I mean? Like you can't 
not do it anymore, then you have to be set free from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. And there's like another aspect of this because I kept thinking about how there was that false Jesus. And I was like, okay, well, who created him? I, I must have created this this false Jesus, you know? Yeah. And then I was looking to him and I gave him my eyes and everything else, right? And I was like, well, why did I come up with that perspective of Jesus? Like, why do I look at Jesus like he's some kind of like, I don't know, tyrant that wants to keep taking from me, you know, like takes my eyes, takes my abilities and makes me dependent on him in that way. And so like, what about me? What, what false beliefs do I have that would conjure up that kind of version of God or version of Jesus? And it was like an image of Jesus, you know, right? a perspective of him. And so that kind of led me into another thought. I was like, well, all right. So if we make idols, we are also making versions of Jesus. Yeah, correct. And so I was like, oh my God. All right. So this is even like deeper than just like, oh, I make work my idol. Like I worship work, you know, <laughs> oh, I make the golden calf my idol. Now I'm thinking, oh my God, do we have do we make versions of Jesus and therefore worship an idol because it's born out of our perception of him? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, there's so many things like even like in my previous episodes about talking about how Jesus, I I view Jesus as like our God as this like tyrant father that wanted to take things from me and like whatever that essentially what I was getting at was like, that was an idol Yeah. because it was like my belief of him, my perception of him. But it wasn't him. So like, am I worshiping versions of you, Jesus, that are not you? And therefore, I'm just worshiping a perspective, but not you. You know what I'm trying to say? I do. Um, That was so impactful, too, for me. Because I'm like, wow, that is totally what we do. We will pick together attributes of Christ or whatever, put it into one package and make it our God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you think, and you think you're correct because, you know, you're worshiping quote unquote Jesus, mm-hmm. but you know, you just took parts that you like and sometimes part that you don't, parts that you don't like. Cause there's a lot of churches out there that will pick things that God did once or twice and, or blow it out of proportion. You know what I mean? And make their whole thing, that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what our God does, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so wrong, man. Like, it's so wrong. You, we need to just try and figure out who the real God is that we worship. You know what I mean? Like, you need to seek him. You need to You need to pray. You need well, to pray a lot. Yeah. So, like, as I'm pondering all this, I start to see Jesus in my living room, right? And at first I was talking to Jesus. I didn't know what we were talking about, but I was just like talking to him or whatever. And then it was like something happened, like a need came up or something. It was like, I don't know, just like a shift. And I'm like, hmm. So I leave talking to Jesus and I go over into my closet and I pull out this like, you know, shoebox and I open up the shoebox and inside the shoebox, there was all this little wooden carved Jesus figurines. Yeah. Just like whittled. Jesus looking and they're all like doing different things like one was um, healing one was uh, I don't know prosperity yeah something like they were all doing different stuff and so like according to my need I pulled out 
a figurine and I started talking to it. So like, I don't know, I, it was like I pulled out this little figurine, I took it over to my coffee table and I started talking to this wooden image that I, wow. that was will, like, you know, um, carved. And, and Jesus was still in the room, like the real Jesus was there. But like, I was like, no, I don't need you. Um, I know, okay, and this scenario popped up, I need money, right? For instance. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm poor now. <laughs> so let me pull out my tissue box full of figurines and pull out the prosperity Jesus and come talk prosperity to him. Prosperity gospel, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go over to that Jesus and be like, Jesus, I know that if I tithe all my money to you, you're going to give me a double portion of it. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do because I know that's what you said and I'm going to make a whole thing. And that's what I'm going to, like Jesus, when, when, when we give, I know that we'll receive and you said you'll bless me. So I'm going to just like harp on that idea. Right. And talk to this figurine. And then it's like, um, I would get frustrated because I saw no results. So it's like I prayed to it, but it didn't talk back to me. So I'm like, oh my God, Jesus right. is not answering my prayers. So then I go over <laughs> to my other tissue box and I pull out another figurine. And I'm talking to that one about like God, like prayer, like or whatever. Yeah. Like what is, what is the, so anyway, so I had these like images like, and I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And so I started praying about that. I was like, what is this theology? Like I've made a concept of you, Jesus. I made a perception of you. I've made an image of you, Jesus. And now I'm praying to that image, to my belief of you. Right. And now I'm, I'm praying to this, this mute Jesus and getting upset because this mute Jesus is not responding to me. Yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, yeah. He's like, you have, you aren't talking to Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're not talking to Jesus, you're not going to have your an- your prayers answered. You're talking to a perception of Jesus. Right. And so I was like, wow, that's so wild. And I was like, where did this concept come from? And what I saw, like, how did I get like these Jesus, like boxes of Jesus's, right? So I'm praying, I'm like, okay, God, I don't want any images of you. I don't want any false like versions of you. I want to know you. I want to talk to the real Jesus. And I want to, you know, have a relationship with not with an idea of you, but with you. And so like Jesus was like, okay. So he got a box and he took those little like coffee table figurines out. And then I was like, okay, like let's get rid of them. And he's like, oh, we're not done. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And so he goes around back into my closet. He gets the whole tissue box out and there's like a bunch in there. But then I started looking around and I was like, oh my God, there's figurines everywhere. There's little images, little idols of Jesus everywhere. Like they're wow. on my coffee table, they're on my windowsill, they're on my TV stand. And he starts collecting all of them. And he was like, you like bonfires, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, let's go burn them in the fire, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, Jesus, burn all of my misperceptions of you, all my false doctrine of you, all of yeah. my belief systems of you that bad are not theology, you, yeah. my bad theology. Let's get rid of them. And so I was like, so we did, we burned them, right? And so I was like, how did I get these? Like, where did they come from? You know? And he was like, well, you were taught to make them. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, he showed me this school. And it was like a whole classroom, like a whole school building. And and we were in this classroom. And it was, we were all sitting, you know, and we all had a block of wood. And there was a teacher and the teacher was teaching us how to make these wooden images, these wooden wooden idols, these Jesuses, you know? Yeah. And he was like, okay, guys, when you need a healing, we're going to make, 
this is what Jesus does when there's time to heal. Yeah. And so we're like, we're carving based off of our understanding of healing. So we're making a Jesus that heals, Yeah, you know, and in every circumstance, if, if you're not healed, then maybe it's because of your lack of faith or something. I don't know. You take that one mm. parable and like, okay, well yeah. this Jesus, you have to have faith for this healing. So, you know, you make this image of Jesus that heals, but only if you have faith. So if you don't have faith then forget it, you're not going to get healed. Right. So it's like where he was teaching us how to whittle Jesus's and had a whittle, um, you know, like these idols or whatever yeah. and make and, and I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's church. And he was like, you've been taught how to make images of me. You've been taught how to make concepts of me. You've been taught about me. You've, you've been taught that I respond in this situation. That's how you have different religions that are like, look at the, look at the Amish. They've literally taken their whole lifestyle based off of like one verse. And they're like, okay, this is, this is it, you know? Right. So it's like, it's learned behavior. We learn to okay instead of actually having a relationship with jesus and knowing him we'll just make idols of him that's easier because then when we have a problem or when we have a need we'll pull out that idol and we'll say okay jesus do what you do in this scenario right you know and jesus is like yeah and he was like if you want to leave class i'll take you out of class and i saw jesus standing at the door like he was my parent to pick me up and i was like i gotta get out of here i don't want to learn processes of you i don't want to learn theology of you i want to learn who you are while i'm with you and so jesus and i left and i was like oh my god i i have been taught the ability i have been taught how to make images of jesus and how like okay jesus only responds this way in these scenarios or jesus only does this then or whatever whatever and like it's all it's actually an idol because it's it's an image of god it's a perception of god And, um, so anyway, I'm praying about that. And it was like, how do we, he's like, he's like, yo, you have to know me and you have to put your trust and hope in me. And he was like, I'm always moving. He's like, I'm always doing something new. And, and if I'm always moving that what was done yesterday is not being done today unless I'm doing it today. And so it was like yesterday you're over here like, oh, Jesus healed the cripple man. So he must be doing that every day. He's like, no, today I'm doing something different. Your job is to figure out where I am to find me and follow me where I am today. And he's like, pick up your cross daily and follow me. It's a daily process. Right. Daily, you have to look to me. You can't go off of yesterday's revelation. You can't eat yesterday's manna. You have to have fresh manna every single day or else you're carving an image. Because I'm real. I'm alive. I'm happening now. So if you are relying on your perception or your revelation or your relationship of yesterday, you've made an image of me. But today, I'm doing something new. Your job is to find out what I'm doing and be yes. a part of it with me. Yes. And... um. I was like, oh my God, okay, yeah, like I'm about it. I want to like throw it all away. And it's like, you know, it's kind of crazy because I never even like, I feel like I never even read Exodus 20, like the t- 10 commandments. I feel like I never wrote it before, read it before. <laughs> like the first commandment, you know, it was like, okay. First command, ex- Exodus 22, right? I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You, all right, this is verse three. You shall have no other gods before me. Okay, I know that one. No problem. Okay, the second one. You shall not make for yourselves an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or beneath or in the waters below. So my thoughts about that were like, okay, don't make a picture of Jesus or something. Like, <laughs> you know, don't make, yeah. I don't know, like that's... Whatever, right? You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the 
of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Um, all right. So you, you shall have no other gods before me. So as I'm like, I'm like studying that cause I'm like, okay, is this saying what I think it's saying? Is this what God is showing me that you shall have, you shall not make for yourself an image. Okay an image and it does it mean that am I just not supposed to paint Jesus or does it mean a perception and so I pulled out my like historical um like commentary like whatever some kind of commentary I have I forget what it's called exactly but I love it because it gives me like the context historically and this is exactly what it said in here which blew my mind I was like oh my god I'm hearing (laughs) from the Lord it said the images then represent a worldview a concept of deity that was not consistent with how Yahweh had revealed himself. That's what it's talking what? about there. Yeah. What? It's talking about a worldview, not a little like picture you drew, but a sculpture you're making, a worldview of him, like a, yeah. a sculpture in your mind, a belief system, a, a worldview of Jesus, yeah. a version of him. Doesn't have to be a physical version, but a mental one. And my mind was filled with mental, mental versions of Jesus that were not consistent with how he was representing himself to me. Wow. And so I was like, oh my God. So not only did I have the idols of the first commandment, right? I'm Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me, which doesn't mean, oh, have some gods, but just keep me first. It means don't have any gods in my presence. Don't, you can't have anything with me. Yeah. I'm it. So, okay, for me, that was like my job, like was a big idol for me, you know, alcohol big big idol for me which is wild and then you have all these misperceptions of jesus your 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 false revelations of him your um your your belief systems about jesus that are not consistent with how he is representing himself to you another idol those are idols how many of those freaking things have i had a bunch Oh, you're literally, we're literally teaching people how to have idols or belief systems about Jesus, but we were not doing a good job of teaching people how to know Jesus. Yeah. Just know about him. Yeah. And that's creating idols. Yeah. So powerful. There's a church out there shall remain nameless. (laughs) Loves to make little idols and not only of God, but of other people. And they'll pray for, to certain saints or idols yeah because certain idols will have you know certain qualities uh, and they'll fulfill what you're in need of which is idols being manifested you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's so crazy this is a topic that's so it's so deep it's so broad it could be so many things that you can make idols of yeah i just i never never in my life i thought you could make an idol of god you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. Makes I mean, sense. one thing that got me about this was like unanswered prayers. I was like, well, are you praying to Jesus? Or are you praying to a misperception of Jesus? Because mm. like the misperception doesn't talk back. You know, the yeah. false Jesus doesn't talk back. He just keeps taking. And the lack of response from your false perception just makes us go into overdrive with supplementing. Like, oh my God. Oh, he didn't... uh you know, he didn't answer me. So I have to do more. I have to do more. I have to do more. Which is like, you're like, you're not even talking to me. Yeah. You're talking to a belief of me. Like pick up your cross 
and follow me daily. Like daily follow me. Mm. Meaning every single day, my prayer is like, Jesus, where are you? What are you doing today? Right. How can I be with you more? You know, like, and, and I understand like Jesus is in us. We are the temple, you know, we are made new or whatever. And he's, 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 we host him. Right. Correct. But Jesus is always on the move. He's like, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. So the things that worked last year aren't what I'm doing now because I'm doing a new thing. So every day I'm on the move. So every day I need to be in an active relationship an active pursuit of him, or I'm in danger of making an idol of him. Um, so yeah, that's what God showed me about idols. But you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> I'm about a- to start singing Taylor Swift. Oh, don't, please. Um, this is top five for me. But when your visions, mm. I know I say that a lot. Yeah. But this is really good. It It is good because it's so... I, I let the, I I think of idols as just like it's common household items at this point now. Like for the modern yes. day Christian. It is a yes. common household item now yes. that every single person has. I just don't think we all are... We're like oblivious to it. It's like the furniture. You know, we don't even know we have a freaking idol. You know? Um, if you can name anything and everything in a church, that can be an idol. Mm-hmm. Worship. Yeah. Being a pastor, being a teacher, anything. Name anything in the church. And it can be it, it can be your idol if you let it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I have learned a lot. Um asking God to give me the eyes to see. Because maybe you walk into somebody else's house and you'd be like, hey, why do you have all these weird Jesus figurines all over the place? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. It was just a part of the furniture. You know, it's like just decorating with it. Um, but there are there are schools of thought about Jesus. There are, I, mean, I love it because I understand like, you know, a big thing is like healing. You know, we have, we have a certain, I don't think anyone really understands God's healing capacity. We know what we're taught about it. We know that Jesus can heal. We know that Jesus did heal. We know that we can pray for people and like they could possibly get healed. Um, But we don't understand it when people don't get healed. Yeah. And maybe Jesus wasn't healing today. (laughs) It's just a crazy concept. Like that's why I'm always now asking the Holy Spirit, like when I'm praying for people, because, you know, you can come to me with like, hey, I want you to pray for my ankle. It hurts. I want you, I want God to heal it. Um, and, and it'd be like, okay, I'll do that. But now I don't like doing that anymore. Um, I don't care about your broken ankle. I want to know about what Jesus is saying about you. Like right. maybe there are something else that needs to be addressed before the ankle. And, but we think, oh, okay, well, we know the Bible says that Jesus can heal. So I'm just going to pull out the healing Jesus and pray to it. And, and when it doesn't answer, I'm going to be confused, but I'm going to say something that all Christians say, um, you know, and go on with it, you know? Right. But what if, right? And this is like a thinker here. What if I go to you and you say your ankle, my ankle hurts and I think it's broken, right? So instead of being like, okay, let's pray and believe for healing over that ankle. Cause all we have to do is believe, right? That's what the Bible says. We just have to have faith and you'll be healed. Um, so we're pulling out our figurine and we're like, okay, that's what the Bible said there for that moment. So we're going to pray to that belief system of healing and go for it right stay with me on this right 
So yeah. instead, well, well, my pray for your ankle, um, it doesn't get healed. Now, now what I do though is I will go to the Holy Spirit and like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray about Fa right now? What do you want to say about Fa right now? And in that moment, I am choosing to look to Jesus. What is Jesus doing in that moment? Um, instead of looking to like a, a method of Jesus or a perception of Jesus, I'm going to look to Jesus. What is Jesus doing? Is Jesus healing his ankle right now or is he addressing something else? So what I actually might see is that your ankle's not actually broken. I see Jesus touching your hip. That's weird. Why would Jesus be touching your hip if yeah. your ankle's hurting? And in turn, what I find out is that your hip is broken and it's making your foot hurt, wow. <laughs> which can happen. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. The root issue. The real problem is your hip that you got out of line and it's affecting your your walking, your gait, because your hip is messed up. It's not really your ankle. Yeah. It's your hip. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, okay, well, let's just look to Jesus and see what Jesus is doing. Or maybe there's other issues. Like all the time we're like praying like, oh, God. I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm depressed or something, uh, you know, pray for me in my depression and I'm not minimizing any of these issues, but a lot of times depression is just a symptom of something else. And True, so yeah. instead of being like, okay, Jesus, we know that you can heal all things, um, because your word says so, which is all true. It is all true. So we bring out our, our mental health, Jesus figurine and say, Jesus, pray, I pray for this depression to go in the name of Jesus. And then like when you're still depressed tomorrow, we're like, I don't know. I prayed, you know, but yeah. idols, do, idols are mute. They don't talk back. But instead when I'm looking to Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, what do you have to say about depression right now? What do you have to say about this and that? And that's when you, you see that, um, you know, I don't know. Jesus is over in your house and He's tearing up your ceiling and he's revealing all this mold in your ceiling. <laughs> I don't yeah. know because it could make you sick yeah. and it, I don't know. It could cause you to have mental issues. Apparently black mold can really, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up on the fly. Okay. But I, I, you know, things yeah. like, like that, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, well, I do. I do. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. You know, we don't know why we could be sick. We don't know why something's happening to us. And our immediate reaction is to treat the symptom and not the disease. Mm -hmm. God goes to the disease. He goes to the root of things. Yeah, well, my point is, is that like if you are looking to Jesus in that moment, you're your aunt you do not nothing returns to you void you know like what the bible yeah. says and, and like jesus does respond but you have to ask like am i praying to jesus <laughs> or am i just praying to a perception of yeah. him for this type of thing hmm. you know what i'm saying i do honestly i i don't know if mold causes depression but <laughs> i want to say it does affect your emotional state when you're sick because you have health issues yeah i don't course. know whatever right it's just a, a, an example so I have to like keep talking about these ones because I forget about them after a while. What are you talking about? Well, it's not that I forget about it. I just lose details because it's been so long. Like this, God showed this to me like months I don't ago. Remember, I didn't remember the muddy monster stuff. I don't. I didn't remember that. Yeah. As a whole, like this. Um. By the way, this was a, a whole like saga over weeks of me processing what an idol is. Like I kept asking God, oh, "What right. is an idol?" It's not all like in one sitting. This is just 
a product of me interrogating God until he gave me answers <laughs> yeah. in a way, you know, it's like, uh, and sometimes it's like, God wants me to work it out and process, like pray what I know and live through it. It's not to fun really for get me. It. It's not fun for me to see you in that process. Oh, please. What do I do? Except for nothing. You constantly tell me that God's showing you something. You don't know what it is. Yeah. And you're visibly upset. <laughs> and I don't like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, uh, someone told me once frustration is a choice. I think I choose it a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is frustrating at times. Um, cause it's, I'm a, we live in a fast food world and God's ways are not our ways. And I, I expect answers quick, you know, mm-hmm. like I want my It's funny you say that because yesterday I thought about that. Yesterday I was, you know how Addie needed some medicine and Walgreens didn't have it mm-hmm. and the other Walgreens didn't have it. Yep. And how frustrating that is. Uh, and how lately, like you would go lately, you go into a fast food restaurant and there's like a lot of people in that industry, like not working anymore. A lot of people in every industry, like a lot of people quit mm-hmm. because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and everybody's short staffed. And we can't get what we want quickly. Yeah. And that's like so upsetting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I was thinking about how my life used to be like that because Brazilian. Mm-hmm. I remember clearly going to the store and they're out of something, going to the pharmacy and they're out of something. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And over here, you can hear you want, you get everything now when yeah. you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's amazing. And I remember, so yesterday I'm just thinking, uh, I understand when, you know, there's shortages and stuff, but I do see the struggle for like Americans to, you know, grasp that concept. They, they can't yeah. have everything they want. Yeah. All it's the not time. something that we're used to. And I'm thinking like, am I, I was like, I was trying to gauge where I'm at with this. You know what I mean? Like, am I the person that wants everything at the same, you know, at whenever I want to mm-hmm. or... Am I still the guy who remembers what it's like not having what you want because there isn't <laughs> an option? You know yeah. what I mean? Or there is an option, but it's too expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that made me feel a little weird yesterday. Like, You're. Uh, let me answer that question for you. You are. I know you're the only say. thing. <laughs> what? What am I gonna say? I'm more America than you, and I want <laughs> things now, and this and that. No, I wasn't gonna say that. I'm gonna say that you're fully American now. And the only thing that makes you Brazilian is your DNA and your need for Brazilian food. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But at my core, I'm still a very simple person. I want rice, beans. That's what I'm saying. Brazilian food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so weird to be an immigrant. You don't. Yeah. You don't know. You know what I mean? You're right. It's weird. It's weird to compare what your life was like to what your life is now. And not know where you're at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's good. I like being here. <laughs> There's no going back. Because if I went back to Brazil, I would literally be upset every day. Yeah. Because I couldn't have the things that I have here. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It's going like from I a first world country to a third world country. Yeah. It's not something you do yeah. easily. Like gas, so expensive in Brazil, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
and over here, I don't, I don't even care what the gas pump says. I just, just put gas. I don't care. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Maybe you're going to save like 50 cents if you go to a different gas station. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Things are so cheap here. But and that... even though there's inflation here, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's because you don't have a poor person's mentality, which is interesting coming from a third world country. You don't. Yeah. So you don't care about what things cost typically. Yeah. Which is interesting. also be stupid. Mm. <laughs> no, you're not stupid though. You're not. No, stupid I'm not with money. saying that. I'm stupid. I'm saying that not caring what things cost could be. I think there's a good balance to have somewhere in there, but yeah. that's for a different time. We're way off topic. We it's we could talk about nonsense all day long. It seems like I know, right? We just keep going. This has been the nonsense podcast. Maybe we should just have one episode where we just share our thoughts. Finally, someone's <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> for us, all right, our thoughts can just come out naturally. Thanks for coming over, folks. Yeah, thanks we'll for see listening. You next week. See you later.